Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me again on the Word Podcast. We are in John chapter 7, so let's pick it up there. Jesus had just told his brothers, y'all go ahead and y'all go to the feast, but I'm not going to go right now because my time hasn't fully arrived yet, hasn't fully come. And so the brothers go, and having said these things, he stayed in Galilee, it said. Now verse 10 of John 7 says, But when his brothers had gone up to the feast, then he himself also went up, not publicly, but as if in secret. So he wasn't trying to secretly just creep about where nobody would see him, but as if in secret. In other words, he wasn't making a big deal about it. He went up by himself. He didn't go with his family. He knew that people would be searching for him. He knew the uh, Jewish leadership was searching for him to um, kill him, okay, to bring harm to him. He also knew that the people were be, were searching for him, some to where they could get the free food that they'd received before, some to see what they considered to be a great show with the signs and the wonders. And so Jesus didn't want to have anything to do with that. He went, and he was going very much under the radar type of thing. So verse 11 tells us, So the Jews were seeking him at the feast and were saying, where is he? And so the feast, and this was the great feast. This was a great feast to harvest. It was one at the end of the year. It was a time of celebration. It was actually eight days long. Okay? And uh, the city would have been packed with thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And what are they talking about? They're talking about Jesus. And they're saying, where is he? And they're seeking for him. But all was not uh, as you might think. Look, listen to verse 12 here. There was much grumbling among the crowds concerning him. The King James says there's much murmuring. The ESV says muttering. Okay, In other words, they're all talking, but they're not talking real clear as we're about to see in just a moment. They're grumbling about him. They're mumbling about him. <clears throat> and why would there be such things? Well, the verse continues and tells us. There was grumbling among the crowds concerning him. Some were saying, he is a good man. Others were saying, no, on the contrary, he leads the people astray. And what I want us to see in our time together today in this portion of the word is this same type of thing happens today. Okay, The same exact kind of thing happens today. Uh, I can give you example after example. I heard one this week, which would just break your heart. A man that the Lord has moved upon in might and power uh, in proclaiming the gospel. Okay, very evangelistic, as we would call it. This is what the Lord has called him to do. And he's paid for it because uh, uh, he has been grumbled against and complained against, actually arrested because he's sharing the word of God. And you say, well, that doesn't happen in the United States. Oh, yes, it does. Okay. And so... The type of thing where people are mumbling and complaining about him, even his fellow church members, saying things like, well, why don't you go somewhere else? You really don't belong here. 
Okay, we shouldn't be surprised when that type of thing occurs. Okay, we shouldn't be surprised when we're asked to leave. We shouldn't be surprised when we're fired from positions, whatever they may be, because the same thing happened to Jesus, and the same thing was being said about Jesus. Some were saying, "Oh, he's a good man," and others were saying, "No, no, 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 he leads the people astray." In our society today, we'll say, "Well, he's not very this or very that," and we'll throw in our favorite denomination. Okay, we want to give denominational. Uh, labels to everything. So anyway, Jesus knew this was going on. This is what was happening. The people were grumbling. They were muttering. But listen to this, verse 13. Yet no one was speaking openly of him for fear of the Jews. So you see at the beginning that the Jews were seeking him at the feast and were saying, where is he? And you think, well, who is this? Is this talking about the Jewish leadership? Is it talking about the Jewish people? Well, you have to see what the context is. The beginning right here is likely the Jewish people because they want to know where he is and people are grumbling and muttering. It may have been the Jewish leadership because they were doing the same thing. They were. They were seeking him. They were wanting to know where he is. They were wanting to capture him. But then you see that no one was speaking openly of him for fear of the Jews. No one was speaking openly about the questions they had. Is he a good man? Is he leading people astray? Because they feared their leadership. They feared their leadership. The same thing, folks, happens today. It's the saddest thing in the world that people don't feel comfortable in asking just legitimate questions or bringing up things, saying, hey, can you tell me about this? Can you tell me about that? Because they fear their leadership. Why would they fear their leadership? Well, it's because the leadership lives in defensiveness and in fear. I mean, it's, it's just rampant within those that are supposed leaders within the body of Christ. And they always pull up the same way. Well, I'm so-and-so, I'm this, I'm that. And they tell you what their position is. So therefore, you're supposed to just sort of bow down and not ask any questions and just go on. There's nothing to be seen here, right? And you do that generation after generation after generation, and there's tremendous fear. The body doesn't function as it's supposed to. And that's what was happening here. They, they would not speak openly because of the fear of the Jews. Now watch this on, in verse 14. But when it was now the midst of the feast. Now, in the midst, that means it's somewhere in the middle of it. This feast, uh, like I said, lasted eight days. When you read the scripture in Leviticus 23, it says seven days, the first and last days of a holy convocation. But then it says, and on the eighth day, so it was an eight-day long feast, and it went from the 15th of the month through the 22nd, the 23rd, depends on which verse you're looking at, of the month of Tishri, the seventh month in the fall. So it's in the middle of that. So it's like day two or three or four or something like that. In the midst of the feast, Jesus went up to the temple and began to teach. So they couldn't find him. They didn't know where he was. And here he comes. And this would work within the timing, <clears throat> how long it takes to get down there. He's a few days behind his brothers. His brothers had left. And he gets there. And he walks up and he knows everybody's looking for him. He knows <clears throat> they want to capture him. <clears throat> he knows the people want to hear more or receive more for whatever reason. Now listen to this. Last verse we'll look at. Verse four, uh, 15. So he goes in the temple. He begins to teach. Verse 15. The Jews then were astonished, saying, How has this man become learned, having never been educated? <laughs> How can this guy know so much about God, and he's never been educated in our schools? They refused to believe what he was saying, that not only was he from God, but he was God. He was the son of God. They refused to believe that. 
Again, folks, we do the same thing today. Uh, we we communicate. Oh, communicate in some of the most tacky ways. You know, uh, we get very braggadocious over the fact that well, it takes seven, eight, nine years to become this leader in this church in this position. To which I go, really now? You know, what do you do with Jesus? You know, he was never educated. I and mean, what does it mean by being educated? Well, obviously it means right here that he hasn't jumped through our hoops. He hasn't gone through our processes. He hasn't done what we require to be known as educated or learned or taught. And yet he knows things that we don't know. And he knows more things than we do. How can this be? Tell you what, the, the body of Christ is really uh, undergoing some transformative times right now in realizing that the things of the past, you know, and I thank the Lord for the things of the past. I thank the Lord for educational institutions. I mean, I spent many years in those things. Uh, would I do that today knowing what I know now? Uh, I don't know, but I can't view it that way. I can't think it that way. You can't sit there and say, oh, I wish I had done this differently 40 years ago when it was part of the process that brings me to where I am right now. You know what I mean? But I can tell you that you don't need the, the labels and the sheepskins of man and all that kind of stuff to be a powerful, spirit-filled vessel and presence of the Most High God. Uh, that's another subject for another time, but I can tell you this that you can have far more by simply knowing the Word of God, by abiding in the Lord, and by uh, manifesting His power and His presence, having His Spirit within us, and then doing what Jesus did. Only the things that the Father told Him to say, only the things that the Father told Him to do. The Jews were amazed by it. The world would be amazed by us if we will live in that way. Well, my time's up. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time.